Lucas Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. HGA is revolutionizing the industry by implementing software that will allow them to scan, analyze, and grade cards without subjectivity. This allows for consistent and unbiased grading. They have an easy submission process and best-in-class customer service. Their pricing model is simple. Pay by the day, not by the value of the card. And when they say 10 business days, they mean 10 business days. Whatever you want. All right, Luca Nation. Got a little Sunday edition episode, uh, Father's Day segment, which is kind of cool. You know, we've been doing this for 10 months. We haven't had a Father's Day one yet. So this is True. this is cool. And, you know, I really don't have any words of wisdom. I was I was really fortunate. I had uh, I had a great father, two amazing grandparents. So uh, I, I just realized the older I get, how lucky I was to have such good male influences in my life. Cage, your father, your father's to you. I see how your kids look at you. They admire you. you you're like their hero. What words of advice do you have for, if any, or what words at all do you have for a community on a day like today? Oof. Wow. We're really, we're starting off heavy, man. We're starting off heavy. I'm, I'm sunburned. It's Father's Day, Cage. You know? So I'm starting off heavy. So I guess what I would say is I say thank you to everybody out there. That's really what I'm going to say, right? And, and, and I guess I should say it more. Um, especially to you, Captain. You know, we have this podcast. It's the greatest thing in the world. It really is. I get messages all the time. I got one this morning um, from somebody, you know, saying how, you know, they did cards with their their dad and their dad, you know, passed away from cancer last month. And, you know, they love listening, you know, to us and, uh, you know, me talk about how I'm breaking wax with Ian and, you know, keeping the, the father-son kind of card tradition going. Um, and, you know, I get messages like that all the time. And really, that is, that's where I started doing the cards, and that's what I was doing with the cards. It was, you know, it was, you know, let's, let's, you know, open packs, open cards. It was a father-son thing to do. It's something I'm doing with my son um, and my daughter, I'm trying to get her into cards. <laughs> she doesn't really like them as much. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, listen, it's a cool day. It's, it's, a, it's a day to, um, you know, to, to thank all the dads for everything they do, for you to, you know, enjoy uh, time with your dad. My, my, my dad passed away. He was 55 years old. So, um, you know, I wish I could have one extra father's day back to hang out with him. And, um, you know, so, you know, think, keep that in mind as you spend another day, you know, with your dad and, um, you know, that's it. Thank you guys. What an amazing, amazing game we had yesterday with, the with the Brooklyn Nets, Milwaukee Bucks game. Uh, okay. Just going to share his takeaways, but I think, uh, you know, before we did um, a playoff preview here or before we did a second round preview, I talked a lot about how Giannis was the player who had the most to gain from that playoff series. I stand by that. I really, you know, history repeats itself, but at the same time, I think there's going to be nuances and differences. When I'm watching Giannis, this title that I think that the Bucks are going to win Reminds me a lot of Jordan's title. I know way different players, but if you guys remember, Jordan came in the league. He was a raw talent. He was amazing. He was way better than Giannis was, but he had to work his way up to getting a title. And I see something similar here with Giannis at 26 years old, that if he's able to get a title here, Cage, yep. I know he's not a Batman in a lot of people's eyes, and I think we could talk about what a Batman truly is, uh, Batman and Robin, but I think there's no stop in the Bucks, And I think really? the Sixers... Yeah, I don't think the Sixers match I up think, really well. I think the Hawks win tonight, and the Bucks don't have anybody who can stop Trey. 
I think Trey Young. I, yeah, I would not be. I would not be crowning Giannis anywhere near Michael Jordan. I would not be crowning them. Let's let's give him credit. He made it to. The I, I didn't. Finals. I didn't. Compa- I didn't say that Giannis is Michael Jordan. His his track record of how he's worked his way up to where he is now reminds me a little bit of Jordan. That's yeah. what I mean. It's the first time they made the conference finals. We got to give him some credit. That's great stuff. They've never done it before. He's made the conference finals, and that's you know, it, it is showing progression in their game. Um, what I would like to say just before we get into who's the next greatest and who's going to win in the whole deal is um, I've gotten a lot of messages about people being bored with basketball, right? People bored with basketball. And even Conrad, um, and maybe it's more basketball cards, even Conrad Uncaged, the last episode that we did, you know, he and I, we talked about the dip and, and you know, he was actually talking about looking forward to football because basketball got a little boring. You and I talked yesterday's episode about basketball being, you know, where the superstars are out, you know, we've had, we've had some basketball, uh, you know, a lot of basketball, like basically like no break with the bubble and this and that, you name it. But I mean, if you were bored by last night's game, you should just get another hobby, you know, buy cigars, <laughs> do some bourbon, you know, whatever, whatever the, you know, I mean, you know, buy fancy sriracha sauces to find some other hipster thing to do today. Um, but, but that is, I mean, it gets game seven, you know, one second left game tying shot, you know, go to overtime, you know, chance to tie at the end, chance to win at the, I mean, like, you, you, you know, if that doesn't get your pulse racing, if that doesn't get you excited about the game, we talked about it before that series, right? We talked about it and we said that was going to be the finals. Like that was the, that was the matchup that everybody wanted to see. And it did not disappoint. And if you weren't excited about that game, watching it going back and forth and back and forth with anybody's game, um, you know, you got some, you got, you, I, maybe you're not a basketball fan, I guess, but you know, before I do that, I'll drop it. You're right. Give Giannis some credit, put some respect on the guy. You know, he's got his warts and we can talk about his warts. I mean, two air ball free throws, you know, some interesting plays down the stretch, but yeah, I mean, 40 points, you know, put the team on your back. He, he had 30 points or more in every single game after they went down 0-2. Yeah, I mean, 30, 30 plus points, 10 plus rebounds. Give him some credit. Durant, just as, just as great. I mean, didn't come up at the end. You know, he didn't have his legs played 52 or 53 minutes or whatever it came down to. And, you know, tried a crazy turnaround three that just came up short at the end of the game. And, you know, I'm not a huge Durant guy. Um, if his prices don't go up after this performance, I'll probably be buying into some Durant because I don't own Durant. But, I, I, again, this was a series where someone has to lose. But the, the names on those teams, you know, should be get should, should be getting some more credibility, some more pricing increases. You know, that justifies. Look, everybody priced in a championship for Durant. He's clearly not getting that, even make it to the conference finals. You know, part of that is his team wasn't really healthy. Um, you can talk about the ancillary players. Chris Middleton's boring, even though he was the one who got all the shots yes, down the did. stretch. But, you know, he's boring. No one's going to invest in him. James Harden, eh. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if he could have stepped up a little bit more, I mean, that was a crazy bank three-pointer. Lucky. I don't think he called bank, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, that was wild. I mean, there's a few topics there. One, I think it was cool the refs let them play. Yeah. Remember we talked about that yesterday? Yep. The, the refs let them play. They called fouls when they were necessary, but that was one of the most physical games I've seen in a long time. Yep. It reminded me of the 90s basketball. I was watching my buddy, and he was like, they're falling all over the place. Well, because uh, and they're cool. used to the flops. They're used to the Neymar refereeing. They're used to P.J. Tucker, you know, whatever his name is, wants to flop and he'll get a foul call, but the refs will let him go. So, you know, I For like sure. that. And, and, and they didn't call an offensive foul. They didn't call defense. They just let them play. I love that. Um, I agree Chris Melton's game isn't 
Chris Middleton came through when they needed him. It reminded, and this is again, he always not does. The best I mean, he's the one who's taking remember, those last second shots almost all, almost every game. Remember Dwayne Wade, Shaq? What was that? Can we compare uh, Giannis Middleton to Dwayne Wade and Shaq? Is that a fair comparison or not? Not so much. I mean, yeah, uh, Shaq was sort of you know tail end of his career ish. Yep. You know what I mean? So you don't really have that with Middleton and um, Giannis because they're, you know, they've basically both been playing for the same amount of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, personality-wise, no, I don't see it personality-wise. Um, I mean, they're both the, in the way that they could both be like one A, one B instead of a one two. If that's why you're picking those guys, then yeah, I think that's a good comparison. So I grew up in sales, and in sales, you learn about like objection handling. And the only objection that people have against Giannis is that he's not a true alpha only because he can't shoot and he can't have the ball in his hands the last few minutes. So Those I, I'm trying to big things. <laughs> they're, they're huge things, but I'm trying to kind of find a similar comparison in the past, right? When we see something new, we try to kind of fr- frame it with something we've seen in the past because even though that is true, Cage, that shouldn't discredit someone's legacy, right? That that shouldn't say that he can't be a top 10 or a top five player of all time just because he doesn't have a good foul throw shooting or he can't hit the last second shot. In your opinion, does that completely disqualify him from Tell a top, me the top 10? top five players in the history of the game. I mean, to all be fair, them, Tim, all of them. Tim Duncan was a much better shooter, but I don't think anyone would give Tim Duncan the ball for the last shot. And he wasn't a great free throw shooter either. Oh, I'm sure I would give him the ball in the post and let him bank it off the glass. He basically was... 90% that he was going to hit it there. I mean, <laughs> that's you know, true. that's hundred percent, but I mean, uh, and Duncan's borderline top 10. I mean, let's not, let's, let's no, 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 let's, no, 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 no. Duncan's, Duncan's top five. Duncan's top five. In, on, on mine. All right. It's not well, even close I mean, to him. I mean, I think probably Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Will Chamberlain might have something to say about Tim Duncan cracking into that top five, but everybody's entitled to their own, sure. you know, top five. And you, you know, you can generations and the whole deal, right? I put him in top 10. But but point being, I don't want to start sucking off Giannis just yet here. Am I allowed to say that in the PG-13 thing? The dude has made his first fi- conference finals appearance right now. Yeah, he had a great series. He showed up when his team needed to. But there's a, a, a laundry list of, of people out there who did that for a series. I mean, look what Dane Willard did in playoff series last year. I mean, look, look, look what – I mean, that doesn't make them top five player of all time. Let's see who he faces, and let's see what happens going forward. And let's see who comes out of the West – you know, it's silly. I saw a great like meme today that's like Devin Booker's legendary. You know, he made his <laughs> yeah, first Western Conference Finals. Michael Jordan never made a single Western Conference Finals. Legendary. You know, like like we always want to compare. Let's instead of comparing, let's take a minute and say awesome series, great series, delivered everything you could want it to deliver. Fantastic, good stuff. Let's see what Giannis does now because that was great. He's been here. He hasn't been to this win, right? So they got beat by Toronto two years ago. Ultimately, they won the championship. They beat the, the Heat. They've, he's now gotten to the series, right? Let him win a game. Let's see who they play against. Let him shoot some free throws. Let him put the team on his back in a conference finals and get to the finals, and let's see where we go. I, if I'm a Milwaukee or Giannis fan or collector, I view it already as a success, right? He put the team on his back. He could have he done better in a couple of avenues, but he has now taken that team further than they have gone, right? The city looked crazy. Everybody was excited. The, you know, the deer, fear the deer and the buck 
stops here, whatever the poem you want to make up, right? But, but, but so, so great. But now you got to deliver. And if people, right? What's funny about it is whether it's Philly, Atlanta, the Suns, the, a hobbled Clippers team, right now, Giannis is supposed to win the whole thing. That's where we talked about expectations changing. And you're like season over season. I say they change minute over minute. If he would have lost to Durant, it would have been okay. Right? People would have been like, great series. It's great. Put some respect on Giannis's name. But right now, from yesterday to today, the expectations on Giannis have changed and flipped on him. And it's great. It was a success. But I would argue that right now Giannis is the favorite to win the whole thing. And if he doesn't, people might this week be happy with him. And next week say those foul shooting issues are now big magnification, right? Let's magnify those things. Put a big spotlight on those things. And that might actually hurt him. I uh, I think that's interesting. So if we could talk about that. Sure, let's do it. You know how, like, expectations change. How do I word this? So you're talking about people's, people have priced Giannis's cards as if he's going to win? Because I don't think so. So, so I think I don't think the market has responded. So we'll see, right? And I mean, I looked at Top Shot. That's always like the quickest one for me, like Top Shot. And they didn't move. Durant's didn't move. Giannis's didn't move. Yeah, some of them might have even gone down a little bit, right? So that's the quickest way for me to see like an immediate thing. Star stock, you know, as well. But I think right now you're going to see Giannis's card move up a little bit, but that may not maintain. But also, we're not. We're in a weird spot. People are not buying. Maybe it's the summertime thing you were talking about. You name it. People are not buying. Especially, you know, I think if, if Giannis wins the whole thing, people will buy his card. People haven't bought in on him yet. So that's what I want to talk about. So I just, while Cage was talking, guys, and this, com- this conversation, I love this because I know this is what people are thinking about today, right? A lot of what we do is, like, people sometimes jump down my throat for opinions. Sometimes my opinions are to hash out and have discourse about what I think is other people are thinking about, you know, like in class, people are like, if you have a question, a lot of other people might have that question. Yep. Uh, so while Cage was talking, I looked at Giannis cards. Giannis yep. cards actually sold for 1800 bucks last night. There you go. 17, you were talking about 1250, 1300. So this is exactly what I'm talking about. They go up a little, but I think they could retreat because now people are buying, expecting he's favored. I think Vegas odds right now would say with him in Giannis should win the title. Milwaukee with, should win the title. For sure. With Chris Paul and COVID, we don't know what's happening there. Kawhi, we don't even Kawhi know. Kawhi injured. Exactly. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think if they play the Sixers, I think they sweep the Sixers. They play the Hawks. The Hawks are a grittier team, but I think they beat the Hawks in five games. I guess we'll see. But see, it's that type of thinking is the reason why Giannis's cards have gone up 50% from when you gave them as a play a couple of days ago. Right? And Durant's cards might fall a little bit. I think that's an overreaction and stupid. But maybe people already priced in some sort of a, you know, a title to him in the whole deal. And I get that. Um, not much more he could have done, let's be honest. It's pretty cool, right? Like, So we've had LeBron, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. These guys all have won championships in, in like the last 12, mm-hmm. 18 months. It's so interesting how prices react to anticipation of a championship and then the actual championship, right? Like Patrick Mahomes, cards were flying, and then after he won a, a Super Bowl, after. Yep. dumped. LeBron cards... Same thing, but then they had a resurgence and they went 4X. Tom Brady cards just have been going through the roof consistently since uh, since his Super Bowl. I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's curious. So I'll leave it up to you, Luca Nation. What do you think happens to Giannis cards, this Prism PSA 10? Let's call it a $1,750 card, okay? 
What do you think Can happens also, if he wins the championship? I don't. I think. I think right now the the, the championship is almost priced in. I think there's there's more downside than there is upside wow. because we just went up fifty percent. You were telling people buy them at twelve hundred fifty bucks now they're eighteen hundred dollars, almost fifty percent increase. I think it's it's more likely that from the eighteen that they're buying that they're selling for now that if he doesn't win a championship they go back down to fifteen or fourteen hundred rather than them going up. What are they going to go to two grand, twenty one hundred? Cage for liquid cards. I was thinking about this. Tell me if you agree. I think there should be a. You know how like you're you're invested in Ethereum a little bit. Yep. And there's like 24 hour yep. uh, performance and seven day performance. Yep. I think for base cards we should use comps as a seven day average. I don't okay. think we could just pull a one comp and be like, oh, someone bought this card for 1900, so it's a 1900 dollar card. This other one ended on auction for 1150, so it's a lot. I think we need a seven day rolling average for base cards. To really okay. assess a true comp. Listen, I'm. I, I, it's funny about comps. We're gonna have to do a deep dive into comps on cards because one of the things okay. I've noticed is it depends where it comes from. And I think you're right. Do the seven day average on more liquid cards. The non liquid stuff, even some of the liquid e higher end stuff. You know, what's the right way to look at it? Is it card ladder and their you know their fantastic math? Is it auction houses? Is it eBay? And then what auction house? Like people will crap on on like golden auctions. They get too much money. But everyone knows about a golden auction. You know, one of our listeners, yep. Boston Authentic, told me about an auction yesterday, Hunt's auction that ended. I'm like, I didn't even know this thing even existed. And then were Michael Jordan autograph cards selling for like pennies on the dollar in this stuff because I never heard of it. You know, we'll talk about comps. I'd love to get into a chicken or the egg kind of conversation with you, right? We saw sure. the we saw the Michael Jordan PSA 10 FLIR card sell for $180,000 in that crazy, wacky PWCC flash auction last week, right? And the people who are in the hobby, people like you, me, card porn, you name it, we've seen now that eBay canceled that auction because it's been posted on Instagram, right? But other people might not know that. They might just know the Man. comp is 180. They might know the comp is, is $180,000, right? So you know what happens? Last night, iconic auctions in a weird auction with, with, with very few sports cards, right? A lot more autographs, presidential autographs, you name it. Some sports cards, but not that many. Some sealed wax, some, some stuff. The lead lot number one was a Michael Jordan card, and it's old over two old label. Yeah, but but I mean, there's 300 and change of them. Old label, yeah, it's true. Yes, the old label sell for a little bit less, but still, two hundred seven thousand dollars. You know, so so what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Do do my questions on that are 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 are, are many. One, did that 180 comp, which might not be a real comp, now? bring down the pricing on that thing right did it two, scare off some potential buyers yeah, maybe two is it just people didn't know iconic was there and there was a steal to be had because people don't follow it and maybe we should give ken golden and, and golden auctions a little and, and maybe pwcc's like premier auctions and their monthly auctions a little more credit as a viable comp because everybody actually knows about that and people are bidding in those auctions Honestly, I don't know the answer, but I know we have to do a little more digging in what is a comp because everybody wants – it's it's the world on demand, right? It's Netflix. It's like let me play. I don't want commercials. I want it now because we've, we've been talking about cards as an asset class like a stock. And when you get a stock quote, it's a stock quote. That's what the stock sells for, right? People want it's, comps it's on cards. It's a liquid market. Yeah, people want comps on cards to be the same, but they're not exactly, you know? They're definitely not. I was thinking about this last night. So we'll do an episode on that. This is a great one. And maybe we'll pull some people from our community too uh, who are in this space to – like Chris Hodge would be a great guy to talk yeah. comps with because, I mean, they do it for Card Ladder all the time. So um, 
Gary talks a lot of the time about how everybody is a media company first. I don't know if you've heard that. Yep. I think what you're going to see with all these legacy gold uh, auction houses is that they need to become media companies. That's why Golden does so well. And I per, like take Luca, Tiger, LeBron. I could see us, you know, partnering, or maybe we do really well and we buy iconic auctions one day. I, I see that being the combination of the future because having an auction, you have to market and promote it. Then I got to sell all my cards. If I'm an auction house, if I own an auction house, I can't own my own cards. I can't auction all cards. I gotta sell. I gotta liquidate. I'll, I'll own them. I'll, I'll no, own an auction house and not have any cards. Appearance of impropriety, my friend. No problems there. We get rid of it. That's. Fine. I don't need to own cards. I, I like to help people make money, and I enjoy the nah, space. I own. I'm owning my cards. I like my cards. And you love so, your cards. I do. That, otherwise, why would we be doing this? So that's the fun. I know you like to help people. I like to own my cards. I got a banger last night. I got, you got a banger. You got bang. You got bang last night. Banger. That's fucking. I got, sick. I got my Michael Jordan. You know what I got. I got oh yes. I got a message from Andrew, and he's like, "This is yours. You better win this." And I'm like, "Well, how do I not win it now? How do I not just throw the most ridiculous bid in and just make sure I get it?" And it was like my, my favorite Jordan card. Probably is my favorite Jordan. Card. Why don't you tell what? Why don't you just tell it people what you got? It was the 1993 Ultra Scoring Kings Michael Jordan with the lightning in the background. I got PSA 10. People are gonna think I'm nuts. Because you can get a nine for so much less. And the nines are just as nice in most cases. But it's just one of those cards, man, where I was like, this card, it just personifies my, you know, my my youth as a collector. Like I remember opening those packs and getting that card. And even getting it in a pack, it was never perfect. It was never a 10. Like I've opened those packs and got three or four of those Jordans myself, among other guys in that set. And you know, it was a cool card to have. It's like this purple with the lightning strike behind it. He's kind of like shooting the balls in a little awkward pose. But even right out of packs, you know, there was chipping on them and stuff like that. Like you never had a mint, mint, mint one. Um, so it was a cool chase. Is Scoring Kings Fleer? It's Ultra. Yeah, Fleer Ultra. So it's, Fleer, uh, Fleer cards are the most condition-sensitive cards there are. It's a cool – it's a real cool card. I'm real happy. I was a PMG, but – you know, and PMG, right? I mean, you know, those are, you know, those are, those are, it's sort of like that. You know, it's one of those with real condition sensitive cards. There's like 97 or so PSA 10s or something like that. I love those Jordan inserts. You, and that was a cool one for me. Cage, there's 97, but you don't see them come up for auction very often. No, no, every couple of months, maybe, you know, every few months one pops up and, you know, there's going to be less because this one's going in the vault. So one less. Say goodbye, folks. This one's going in. This is going somewhere. I don't know exactly where. Maybe a show my slabs. Maybe I'll make like a Michael Jordan show my slabs collection kind of thing and just put just only Jordans in it. Um, I think I think next we go for a Jordan PMG. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. Cool, 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 cool. No, I still need my Cage. Charizard. But go ahead. What do you got for me? Charizard PMG. Help me figure out the right way to make this play. Okay? So I'm going to go NFL on you guys. Go. Uh, I'm going to go someone that I'm pretty confident is going to win quite a few awards this year. I think he's going to be Offensive Player of the Year. Uh I don't know if they give that to wide receivers, but I have a good feeling that he, they, they might. Uh, he's going to lead the league in receivings and touchdowns. I think he's going to have a monster season. Ooh, Justin like Jefferson. Him. Really? Yeah, guys, Who's monster. I mean, Kirk Cousins is. He's going to lead the league with Kirk Cousins throwing the ball. I mean, yeah. Okay. Good wide receivers lead the league in yards, even if they have a bad quarterback. Like, it's it's not always on the quarterback, and especially That's if you're the number one option. True. And you get 10 to 20 targets a game. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say Matt Ryan is the greatest quarterback of all time. Listen, sometimes you don't have to be the best team in the world to have good receiving records. As a matter of fact, right. you know, there's an argument can be made with that division and how good the teams are going to be in that division. Chicago will be on the up. Um, you know, Green Bay is probably going to be fine. 
you know, Minnesota might be the, 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 the team in the, in the, in the dungeon, in the cellar, as they say, of that division, throwing the ball a lot more to try to catch up. So there you go. And, and Cage, Jefferson, remember, he's like, awesome, you, he is he's great. awesome. He's he, really he, good. You could throw him a slant. You could throw it deep. You could throw him right off the line. What, what is that, wide receiver screen? So, like, he's so going to get a ton of So many ahead of him last year. He was, he, he was just – he's really good. He's and and here's, good my, here's my question. So, there's 183 cards graded of his, okay? Mm-hmm. How many do you think out of PSA 10? Last year's prism was terrible, man. There were so terrible. many quality control issues. The centering was bad on him and stuff like that. If I had to guess, maybe 120? 59. Woo! Right? So here's my question. And guys, this is why I believe we're such a positive show for the community because we don't just bring you plays. We think through them. So I'm here looking. His PSA 10 Prism base is 200 bucks. His raw card is $35. Help us decide what's the right play there because i know i want to play justin jefferson i want to invest i don't i might go silver but his silver is going to be so expensive i'm not going to give that for an average play but i have his base for 35 bucks wow i have his prism psa 10 base for 200 bucks what what's the right move there knowing that it's about a 30 percent 33 percent uh gem rate wow so i mean i would expect when PSA opens back up and whatnot to see more of those Justin Jefferson base start to come out. I, I would probably go with the silver, but just because it's not a huge amount uh, of difference. Um, Honestly. Yeah. You're going to throw something in there. Yes. So, so I'll explain. I agree. PSA is going to open back up. People are going to be subbing these cards in end of July, Mm -hmm. August, September. Yep. But my, I'm not telling you guys to hold this all year. I'm saying sell this before the supply run. Right. So that's why I actually went base versus silver because silver pop won't increase. I do believe base will increase. Honestly, but term, I think- either one of them is fine. Uh, either one of them is fine. Honestly, either one of them is fine. I would try to stack up as many of them as I can. Um, if it's people who would like so, – so if you're really doing a flip like game one, game two type of flip, star stock, no backsies kind of thing, I think I would go with base. I think it'll go base because you have a wider audience that'll jump on that base card, you know, in response to a three touchdown week one kind of performance, which you can easily have. Um, and that's the way I would go. I think you have more more people looking for that base. It's an easier entry point. Um, and, and that's the way I would go. I, you know, I like it. I'm glad you said it that way because I was actually going to say if you're a believer in him long term. I might go for like an RPA or like, a you know, like a contenders auto or something like that on him. And here's why. Right. I look at Prism stuff, and I, I mean, Justin Herbert and Tua and Burrow, and there's a lot of great stuff out there. I mean, if you're Prism and you love Prism, and a lot of people do, go for something numbered. Because even last year, I, I've noticed, I'm like, oh, look at that Prism card. Why does it look so dark? And then I noticed Prism Black. So they, they released last year a whole new Prism set, like a whole new release called Prism Black. And it looks exactly like the same, it looks exactly like the cards, but it's a different like release set with Prism Black. Like you, you can tell it's a, the prism on the top. It's got the word black on the bottom of it. It's like a whole other set. It's like kill the population of all these things. I mean, what is it like a step below? Is it like the old mosaic? I, I have no idea, right? I have to research it, but I'm it's, it's it. like how Panini has three different one of ones in the prism set. Yeah, like one I mean, of one I'm nebula. Like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, why is this Justin Herbert so cheap? Oh, because it's not prism, it's prism black. It's just it, it, they're just making so much stuff. That this year's class, this coming year's class, this last year's class, if it's somebody you believe in, 
I mean, I'm not telling you anything genius here, guys. Obviously, stick with something numbered, stick with something a little lower pop, you know, like a colored prism with not with you know numbered out of 199 or 99 or whatever it is, or or go auto, you know, go go RPA or go contenders auto or something like that with you with your with your spending money because you know you're gonna see. Zion may be the next generation, the next great generational talent in basketball. But the last I checked, you could get a star stock on star stock. You can get a PSA 10 base of him for like 325, 350, wow. something like that. I mean, they're just, there's just, there's so many of them. It, it hasn't found a floor yet. So, and I, I bought, I bought them higher than that. Like, did you? All right. Yeah, I did. I did because I was selling all my star stock stuff, you know, pennies, whatever I put in. And I'm like, all right, let me grab. Right. I bought a Luca. I bought a Zion. You know, I'm not selling them or anything like that. They're not even for sale. But I figured, you know, that's part of the coloring up, you know, the chips process, you know. I bought a Luca, I bought a Zion. I mean, it is what it is, you know. I mean, again, not looking to sell those things. Um, it was just a way of trading up from, you know, Alec Baum, you know, base cards. <laughs> so I got I got a, a couple couple fun ones to throw out there, and I'll let the folks go. You know, if you listen to this on Father's Day, again, happy Father's Day. If you listen to it the day after, you know, it's Monday. You know, hopefully you get back into the swing of things and work and, and whatnot. We're helping you with that. Um, we'll know who the final four is because Philly will mm-hmm. have already played against Atlanta. But so two ways to go. Number one, a lot of guys out in um, in the West Coast get overlooked. And I'm not telling you to go nuts on this, but there's uh, a kid. I call him a kid. It seems like he's been playing forever. Named Matt Olson on Oakland. Oakland plays the ball, play the game the right. They got the Matt, Matt Chapman, you got Matt Olson, you got these guys. They play great defense, they play good team ball, you name it. They're, you know, just good players. And he's a 2017 Tops Chrome rookie, you know, same as like Judge and those guys. He hit his 20th home run against the Yankees today, Matt Olson. I mean, so he's going to have another one of these really good years and last I checked, I mean, I think they're going up a little bit cuz people see him going up the home run chart, but in May, I was looking at his PSA 10 Tops Chrome for like 45-46 dollars. Um, I didn't buy any. I don't own this card. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. I don't, I'm like, I don't, like I said, I'm going to tell you if I own these things. And there's no pump and dump baloney here. I think they're closer to $55, $60 now. And an auction might be able to get them cheaper. But if you're looking for a baseball guy that's just not the same name as everybody else, it's not Aaron Judge. It's not Vlad Guerrero. It's not Tatis. The guy stays healthy-ish. Um, and he's you know he's on his pace for over 40 home runs this year out in Oakland. Um, it might be a cool flyer to take. That's just one. It's just, you know, we, we're talking about the Yankee game. The Yankees won two to one, and the, the one run was an Olsen home run. Um, I have a play. It's, it's funny. I always like, it's Father's Day. Let's not o- overkill with the dads. I have a play for you guys. I have not bought this yet, and there's not a ton of them out there. I've had it in my eBay watch list, and I'll bring it to you guys just to have for your, your card collection. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think this is something that, that is a cool conversation piece for folks. I'll add one at some point in time. Like I said, I haven't bought it, and I'm not going to race you guys to buy it. I hope you know it's like a reward to the, the couple of people who um, you know who listen to this and maybe jump on right after it gets done. So here we are. It was Juneteenth yesterday, and it's Father's Day today, and it's like all this you know diversity, inclusion. You know, even take care of your dads, right? Dads usually get left out. You name it. So I have a fun play, right? So have you ever seen the movie um, A League of Their Own? No, you know, see, you should watch it. League of Their Own is about the All American Girls Baseball League. Uh, during the war, you know, men went over to fight the war, and and you know, my grandmother was actually in the Navy as well, so it wasn't just men fighting the was war. Was she but, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My That's grandparents, cool. both of them, were in the Navy. Um, and um, so, so 
baseball kind of died. You saw this Ted Williams lost years while he was at the war, in the Warren Hall deal. And um, the movie is about the All-American League, where they had women playing baseball, professional baseball league. And they were ultimately, you know, enshrined in the Hall of Fame and the whole nine yards. And, you know, Rockford Teaches and Racine Bells and, like, you know, the, the big teams. There was a fictional character that was the lead played by Gina Davis, managed by Tom Hanks, called Dottie Henson, right? So the Queen of Diamonds, she played catcher. Um, that's a fictional character, but it is based on an actual person named Dottie Kamenshek. And if you put her name, and I'll spell it for you guys. Let me look. Let me just, I'm, I'm going to go grab it this way. I don't spell it wrong for everybody here. It's in my eBay watch list, so everybody bear with me. Um, there we go. My watch list. I should just share the screen, but I don't know how to do that because I'm an old man. Um, it's you want me to pull something up? Dottie. D- yeah, you can. You, yeah, if you want to, we can show people exactly what it is. Paige has this issue that he hates asking for help. We're working on it. That would be cool if he did that. That would be pretty awesome. So you could type D O T T I E. Dottie. Just find this here. Daddy West? Daddy Rambo? No, man. Daddy Angel? Daddy Kamenchek? Yes, it's K A M E N. But I want you to look at the exact one, right? So it's type Dottie Kamenchek. It's K A M E N S H E K. And then also in the same search, put Ted Williams. Got it. Found the card. Autographed? Peaches? Yep. Autographed. Peaches. Exactly. Exactly. So this is the real person. So you'll find the Ted Williams, the PSA. Autographed this is cool, guys. You guys are on YouTube about to find out Cage's childhood crush. She is a <laughs> no. catch. Don't say she that. She is That's a catch. catch. That's not so. But the point is here, we talk about, you know, the history of baseball. And there you go. What was it? $150 or something like that. She was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in, in 1988, right? This was the... The, you know, the, the main character of the movie was based on her. There are plenty of autographs of hers just like this. It's a Ted Williams card, um, All-American League. She signed it herself. It's authentic. It's, P, like I said, PSA, Dottie Kamenchek. And it's a cool thing, right, where, where you know, we, we talk about, like, inclusion, diversity, you know, you name it. And I started this episode off. It's Father's Day. It's great to have a father-son hobby and open up cards and, you know, with my son and try to get my daughter into it as well it's a forgotten piece of baseball history, right? And you're able to add that to your PC for a hundred bucks, $150, $89. I saw one of them for, you know, if you want a graded one, you know, in the PSA slab. Um, and it's, it is, it is a cool piece of, of Americana and it's a cool, like, you know, talking point. Um, and a nice, a nice thing, you know, like, Oh, look at this. You know, I not only have a Jackie Robinson, I got, I got a Dottie Cameron check. And she's just basically thought of as, you know, the, the woman who, um, who was like the lead player for the league. I think Time did a piece on her um, and, uh, you know, kept the league kind of going. And it lasted for a little while, even after, you know, uh, MLB came back. Um, and like I said, it's a cool thing. If you haven't seen League of Their Own, it's a cool movie. A lot, a lot of good stars in it, you know, and Tom Hanks is in it. So. But there's, a, there's just a fun, fun play. Matt Olson was a play. I got a third one, you know, for bonus. I mean, I, I, I bought my Michael Jordan card last night, um, and I started thinking to myself, you know, 90s inserts. People love 90s inserts. It's like a safer play, right? And I started thinking to myself, you know, my own strategy, where I might go. Um, and I started thinking about, like, um, Jeter inserts and or Griffey inserts from the 90s as well. Not going to moon. You know, they're not going to go 10x, but they're, you know, they're pretty steady. And, you know, you, you'd imagine that if you want to have another one of those kind of cards that – you know, it's cool to have in your PC, have in your collection, and just, you know, probably steady growth over time and pricing. That's another little area I was thinking about as well. So lots of fun Run. stuff. 
Fine, I'm gonna go fun stuff. I got another go. play for you guys too. Then I want fun stuff. Go. Giannis autos, rookie autos, but using his long name. So like what you guys standard. might then gold standard is expensive, but you could go like rookie roll call, um, spectra, uh, panini select. I think was another one. There's an NBA hoops. All those those rookie autos were full length. You guys will see. It's like yep. he writes the. the it looks like a T, but it's a G. It's a T. And then it's his, a T. No one's going to convince me that's a G. That's a T. Yeah, it's a T, right? It's a T. Uh, he, he actually, Thanos actually signed for Giannis. But what you guys need to know is. Well, it's actually Luca's mom signed for Giannis. <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. No, I'm he's hijacking my play. Uh, but later on in his career, he just signs TA. But in his rookie cards, a few of them, there's not a lot. He didn't sign a ton. It's a full length signature, and you could get some of those um, in like a BGS nine, BGS eight and a half, for less than his prison base PSA ten. And I think those cards are going to be really, really sought after, and you should take a look at them. Love it. That's a cool play. I don't own one. I don't have much in the way. Of You're not an auto. You're not an yeah, auto. Yeah, but I, I might swing more towards the autos. I have one. We have a Giannis prism PSA nine base rookie, Ian and I have. I bought it in a store, and we graded it ourselves. Came back a nine. That was- Cage is only going to have a Dotty Cam and check auto because he's crushing. I am. I am. Listen, did some did some important stuff with her life. I, I definitely have a crush on her. Guys, thank you. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day to all the moms out there that had to put up with the dads on Father's Day as well because we could be a little bit of a pain in the butt. You know, give me my steak. Give me my cigar. I had a little Johnny Blue before, so I'm having fun. I'm, a, I'm flying high in the episode here today. But uh, got another thing. I take screenshots and I send them to Andrew. I love the messages. Keep them coming, yeah, guys. For sure. It really is. It's like Andrew say it's our oxygen. That was his fun line in the beginning. It really is. I, I actually messaged him today. I'm like, I said, thank you. He's like, what the hell are you thanking me for? Because those messages, they're really awesome. right? They, you know, the stuff that we get, it really is amazing. Keep that stuff coming. Tell me a story. Um, and, you know, listen, <laughs> if it's Father's Day and you're sitting there, you lost your dad last year, last month, and you want to rip some wax with me online? Let's go. Let's get on a Zoom. I offered this today. Let's get on a Zoom. Let's get on a FaceTime and let's open some wax together. I got some some Series 2 tops in my basement. I'll grab a box and we can open them together. You know, obviously, I can't do that with everybody. But send us some messages. Let's chat. What else, man? I love it. No, that's a great way to wrap. Good nation. Uh, Sixers. Oh, nice. You think it's in Sixers? All right, we'll see. We'll see I, I hate the way we play. I really do. I, I, to me, I hate when we gave away Jimmy Butler. I'm a culture guy first. Like you have to win with culture and then talent. And to me, it's a disaster that like Ben Simmons doesn't shoot. He doesn't you even know what big, hand he is. He's like a Jimmy he's, Butler fan. Uh, he's not a great player, but he's a great culture guy. Okay, and I think we lack culture. I think we lack leadership on this team. All right, we shall see. Game seven tonight. Gotta love it. This episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze was brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. Take it from someone who has personally submitted thousands of cards for grading. HGA slabs just hit different. They're top of the line and color coordinated to match the card itself. The aesthetics are unrivaled in the industry. When paired with the ease of submission and the transparency of the pricing model, HGA stands alone as the best choice for grading your cards. I believe that once you try them out, you will agree. Thanks for listening, Luca Nation.
Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.